Welcome to Trainer's Lab. I'm Blake, and I wanted to bring in a conversation around where I see a lot of coaches go wrong on coaching nutrition, especially from a remote perspective. Now, when you're coaching people in person, you can check in with them more regularly as far as um, if you can you can ask more questions because you have an hour of time with them, maybe once, twice, three times a week. Uh, or maybe you do 30-minute sessions. But where the remote process goes is that you need to really have data. You need to have systems set up for people to use. But with that, most of the time, coaches tend to be a little bit more or a lot more advanced than their clients. And they want to jump right into counting calories. They want to jump right into getting very precise. And that's not a bad thing altogether. As a matter of fact, if some people are comfortable with it, I will still go with that approach if I think this is a new person, but they do really well with structure and discipline, then I think that that style can fit that person. That's fine. But for most people I've worked with, um, they would get more success if we actually made it more simple than that. And the reason is, is because um, I've, I've coached a lot of people who wind up getting almost like um, not an eating disorder, but they become they have like a really bad association with food because they think of it just in terms of does it fit into my calories and my macros? Um, and they never know. And then when they get off of that, they just go really, really hard. Um, not not all people do that. I think some people. Um, a really good tool is to really just think about um, how to use counting calories, when to use it, and for who. So Precision Nutrition does a really good job of this. And um, one of my people went through their certification a couple of years back. And they would say, you know, a level one client, which is everybody, everyone needs to live in level one, they would say, are people who know, uh, who are working on eating uh, more nutritionally dense foods, so uh, more vegetables, meats, fruits, and start good starches, uh, things of that nature. They're eating more of that. They're learning to cook their own food more regularly uh, so that they're more planned out and they're not going out to eat all the time and getting all that extra sodium and all the extra food uh, processed stuff that they put in it, you know, cooking it in tons and tons of butter or canola oil or other um, other, uh, forms of cooking, uh, sprays. So, uh, and, and really trying to get them to have those habits down versus, uh, you know, they're drinking more water, water regularly. They're, they're learning to carry a water jug around with them or a water bottle. They're learning to cook their own food. These are practices that feel, um, like, why am I paying you? And what our job as coaches is to do is to actually say, trust this habit to have a big impact over a long period of time uh, versus we're going to try to cut you. Now, so that's number one, right? Number one thing I see is people jump right into complex counting calories, weighing food versus trying to get people just to eat more whole foods. Because what happens is if they typically eat more whole foods, they're going to lose weight because they're going to get more of the nutrients their body was craving and needing. And then they're going to feel full and they're going to stop eating. And usually those foods are not as calorie dense as processed foods. 
And so because of that, they wind up losing weight because they actually weren't eating that many calories. They were getting more of the nutrients they needed and they were uh, having more satiating um, meals. So, but let's move on. I'm digressing. Another really big thing to think about is people will come to you, right? I would say 90% of people that are going to sign up with a trainer um, are doing it in general population because they want to lose weight and feel better. Okay. That being said, there is an urgency that you have to fight as a coach. And this is where most coaches go wrong. It's where I've gone wrong. And in that urgency, there's a sense of, I got to get this person to lose weight quickly so that they won't cancel their membership and not want to work with me anymore or not believe in the process. And one of the things that I try to say in all of my consults now, when I'm onboarding a new client is that we may not lose any weight for the first three months, but we will transform your body composition. And I have to first look and see how much you're actually eating. So getting real data from them, making them earn the right for a quote unquote diet or cut. Um, and they may not even need it after three months, right? If you have someone who comes to you and they say, I want to lose 15 pounds and, uh, you know, I want to do that the next three months and you're really listening to them and you're really starting to understand that really what they're saying is I, I need to fit into this um, bathing suit for this vacation I'm going on. And I don't really care what it says on the scale, but I care that I look the way I want to look in this um, for the for the beach or for the for the trip. So what you, what the real goal is, is it's not necessarily I've got to lose 15 pounds. It's that I've got to get into a, a physical shape to look good in this particular outfit for that. Right. Or and this is very, very like um, general. I'm, I'm just giving you kind of a general goal. Um, but let's say that's it. Then they're, then they're not really a weight loss client as much as they're a body composition client. So they do need to lose fat. They do need to put muscle on. They do need to probably find out where their calories need to be at for maintenance, but finding maintenance first is key. If you don't know where the maintenance calories are for the client, um, then you have no idea where to cut from or where to add to. And then after finding out maintenance, you need to figure out where is their food hygiene. So is their food hygiene um, quality foods or are they eating? So, for instance, are they eating 2000 calories of fruits and vegetables and meats or are they eating 2000 calories of McDonald's and Wendy's? Because that's a big difference. And I know that some people in the fitness community would say that's not true. Calories in, calories out. But it is because micronutrients and Vitamins and minerals really matter for not only body composition, but energy and um, efficiency. And um, your client will be more likely to move, have more energy, have more joy, have better recovery if they're getting the quality foods in, therefore speeding up the entire process and probably burning more calories of just being more active versus feeling like, I'm eating the same amount of calories, but I feel sluggish. I feel like I'm more tired. I have more lols. I have to drink more coffee. I'm getting more gut irritation. I'm getting more um, my microbiome and all of the uh, inner things that we don't even think about as trainers all the time, but we need to help our clients think about these things. 
really, those things need to get affected by that diet. And so when those things get running and efficient, they start to create a transformation that maybe takes time. Sometimes it goes really fast depending on the person. But keys, let's, let's rehearse real quick. So we started out with most people try to get people to count calories real quick because they believe calories in, calories out. Some coaches that are even better will try to say we got to have this kind of macro split that they really believe in. And that can be really helpful. Here's a couple things with that. There is, there's just a pause on that first note. There's no data out there that actually says higher fat or higher carb diet is better or worse, um, or a lower carb, lower fat diet is worse, right? Neither one, there, people can lose weight on both um, and do efficient. It's more of what fits for the person. So that would be questions like, what do you like to eat? Are you a person who likes to graze? Are you an emotional eater? Do you like to have a couple meals and they need to be really good meals, but that's, you don't snack after that, right? Those kinds of things help you just help decide and think through what the nutritional plan could look like for the individual. And it's really done in a partnership. The other, uh, so, so that's rule one, right? So rule one is don't get to start with counting calories, start with food hygiene, start with getting them to eat more quality foods. Second, find out where their maintenance is before you even do calories. So just say, you know, one of the rules of thumb I have before we meet in a consult is I'd like to see you give me three to five days of tracking food. And I know I just said, don't track food, but I, I, the way I say this is just record everything you're eating in one of those free, you know, um, my fitness pal or chronometer or any of those, uh, record that, bring it to me and we'll look for trends. We're going to look for averages. We're going to look for your macros. We're going to start to see kind of where the puzzle is. And it's a sobering thing for the client to kind of, because usually they don't even have a gauge. Um, and then it's very helpful for you because now you actually have data to pull from. And then you can start making some decisions off that. Um, if you don't have that, and then you start getting the count calories, what can happen if someone can come to you and they're already in a, an extreme deficit and they're putting weight on, right? So you get a client who is their metabolism has been really damaged from just lots and lots of dieting over the years. And where a coach can go wrong, I've done this before, is you can assume that they're eating relatively where they should be. And you cut calories, but they're actually, your cutting of calories is more than what they're actually eating. And so they can come back and they're like, man, I feel stuffed. I'm actually feel like I'm eating too much. And, um, and then what happens is they start putting weight back on. And that's just because you didn't know where you were starting at. And then they, they get upset because they hired you to lose weight. And then you started helping them put weight on. Now, here's the deal. If you've done that, it's not the end of the world. What you need to do then at that point is help them understand, okay, I, I missed this part of the assessment, but now that we have this data, right? That's the key. Now that I have this data, I am going to help you because we realize that we actually need to be eating more than this. So before we start cutting calories, we're actually going to build you back up. So a great story um, where I've had success with this is I had a 75-year-old client. She was a cardio uh, kind of lover for years, taught lots of aerobic classes. She's a great person. Awesome. She's dieted really hard most of her life. Um, and then it started kicking her butt in her late sixties or early seventies, um, where she just started kind of putting weight back on and she couldn't get it off. And so, uh, we started working together 
And it took a long time to kind of sell the idea, but I needed her to eat more. So we took her calories up from around 1200, 11 to 1200 up to all the way to 1650. And we did it slowly. We took about four to five months. I said, we're not going to lose any weight for four to five months. I need you to hang in there with me. I need you to work out. I need you to, we're going to feel strong and we're going to do this slowly. So we don't put any weight on. We maybe put one or two pounds on in the process. And then when she hit that 1650, 1700, we started cutting from there and she lost 14 pounds. Um, you know, remember this is a person who's in their mid seventies. Uh, she lost 14 pounds in a year. So, and she slowly was steady. She was about a pound, a pound point two per month. Um, and just steady working with me twice a week. But you got to realize she couldn't lose any weight before that. So um, she really was just in a, a tough spot and then she kind of really got out of it. So a couple, uh, and I've seen it with lots of other clients, you know, that was one of the more kind of um, challenging cases just because someone had been doing that for so long. And because this is a lot of, this is a key thing here that a lot of people miss, but there's a lot of psychology to nutrition. And this is where it can get out of our scope of practice. You just need to realize that. but um, you know, in your scope of practice is, is still recognizing that and understanding that this is not just a, your, your coaching of them is not going to just be, here's your calories, go eat it. Go, don't eat past this. Don't eat below this. Stay right here. That's not, it, it, we wish everybody was a robot, but that's just not how humans are built, right? Understanding that a lot of nutrition coaching is problem solving and having conversations with people. So I would just say, set things up for you and your clients that allow you to have check-ins where you're problem solving and then check-ins to see if your, if your um, solution is working, right? So there needs to be maybe a bi-weekly meeting I do with a lot of clients. Um, and really, I kind of, for level one, I have like six to seven things I check on. And most of the time, most people cannot do those things, six, those six to seven things perfect. And, um, and we hone in on the one or two things that they're really struggling with that they want to work on. And then we problem solve those things. And those usually give you your bang for your buck. And then once I see people really riding that out, you just keep it going. The best part is when you find the thing that works and then people keep thinking, we got to keep finding things it's like, no, no, no. Now my job is to make sure that you keep this steady and we're going to monitor it and ride it out as long as you can. So if you're in the weight loss kind of phase and it's really working and you're, I'm losing five, 10 pounds a month, you're like, bam, this is great. Keep it, keep it rocking, keep it rolling. As long as you have like certain check-ins of is your energy good, is your sleep good. You feel like if you're a woman, are you still menstruating at the same time and, and in very similar ways are, um, you know, for men and women, is your mood okay? You know, are, are you feeling moody? Those kinds of things. So just making sure you're having check-ins. Um, so let's recap, because I was a little all over the place today, but this has kind of been something I've been thinking about, um, but just kind of threw out here and structured with you as you were kind of listening to me. But here's here's kind of my breakdown. One, don't start with calories uh, as a prescription. Just start with them as getting a base. Okay, that's number one. Uh, so don't fall into the pitfall of prescribing them. Just say, I want to just give me your data, three to five days. After that, go with it and say, all right, this is what we're going to do next. Um, I want to find your maintenance based on that. And we're going to, if it's really low, we're going to 
do this game plan. If it's really high, then we're going to pick calories that are more appropriate for you at this prescription. So finding those things, and that would take more knowledge. And if you don't have that, you can reach out and we can start working together and I can help you with those because it can get very nuanced. Um, but what you, what you want to do there is make decisions and get that data to help you make those decisions. Now, uh, and then the last part really is making sure that you don't ever cut calories with someone unless you know they've earned the right to do that. And to earn the right to cut calories means that they've been in maintenance and they've been doing walking, sleeping, working out and all the other stuff for a long period of time consistently. Um, people should not go in hardcore diets or even like moderate diets really until they've consistently been exercising, consistently been trying to sleep and eat higher quality foods. Uh, because what you'll find is that most people will actually lose weight and do fine without cutting calories. Um, and uh, by just moving more because they're burning more calories. So it's still a calories in calories out. Absolutely. That, that doesn't change. The law of thermodynamics doesn't change, but it really can be solved much simpler and, and much more um, pain-free uh, by just doing more exercise and moving in the beginning stages, especially for a lot of new people. So hope this was helpful. Um, you know, I just see a lot of people struggling with this and it messes a lot of good coaches who are good at cueing, good at prescription, good at writing programs, uh, but maybe not as great at the nutritional side that this would hopefully help them with their clients and helping get them a lot of success. So if you, uh, if you liked what you heard here and you're interested in working with Ms. or, or myself, uh, you can click the link that's attached in this uh, podcast below and uh, head on over to our website and apply for our uh, consulting program. And we'd love to help you uh, get clients and get rolling.